They cheat. They cheat. Come, 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 come on, man. Come on, man. This is conspiracy. It's Thursday, December 29th, 2022. What's up, everyone? Today in the headlines, the U.S. financial titans announce a new Marshall Plan for Ukraine. What was the Marshall Plan? What does it mean for Ukraine and the West? Also, Elon Musk says the mainstream media or the legacy media watch their backs because they're going to be the new target for the Twitter files. Also, TikTok is banned in the U.S. House of Representatives. Why do you think that is? Also, Sam Bankman-Fried meets with a Chinese spy. Why is that? All right, I'll be talking about these things and more coming up right now. Okay, so first I want to talk a little bit about economic imperialism, and this is from Britannica. The father of economic interpretation of the new imperialism was British liberal economist John Atkinson Hobson. In his seminal study, Imperialism, a study uh, published in 1902, he pointed out the role for such drives as uh, patriotism, philanthropy, and the spirit of adventure in advancing imperialist cause. As he saw it, however, the critical question was, why the energy of these active agents takes the particular form of imperialistic expansion. Hobson located the answer in the financial interest of the capitalist class. As the governor of the imperial engine, imperialist policy had to be considered irrational if viewed from the vantage point of a nation as a whole. The economic benefits derived were far less the costs of war and armaments and needed social reforms were shunted aside in the excitement of imperialist adventure. But it was the rational indeed in the eyes of the minority of the financial interest groups. The reason for this, in Hobson's view, was the persistent congestion of capital in manufacturing, the pressure of capital needing investment outlaws, outlets arose in part from a maldistribution of income, low mass consuming power blocks, the absorption of goods and capital inside the country. Moreover, the practices of larger firms, especially those operating in trusts and combines, foster restrictions on output, thus avoiding the risk and waste of overproduction. Because of this, the large firms are faced with limited opportunities to invest in expanding domestic production. The result of both the maldistribution of income and monopolistic behavior, is a need to open up new markets and new investment opportunities in foreign countries. So chew on that for a minute. Uh, when we go uh, into the reality of this, and this is from the propaganda news site, Radio Free Europe, Radio Liberty, a new Marshall Plan, how Ukraine will be rebuilt. And this is from uh, three days ago, just weeks after Russian President Vladimir Putin launched his country's unprovoked unprovoked full invasion of Ukraine on February 24th. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky, who was proven the master of messaging, bluntly told the Kremlin it would have to learn the words of reparations and contributions. 
So it goes on into that propaganda piece. But the reality of it is the Marshall Plan that failed. Let's talk a little bit about the what the Marshall Plan was. So before General George Marshall, who became Secretary of State, transformed American foreign policy in Europe, he lost a major political fight in China. Or did he? And it goes into a lead about Donald Trump, which uh, throws Donald Trump a bone from the Atlantic, which is strange. We used to win, Donald Trump said. For all the outrage that line would regularly elicit, it in fact reflects one of the few points that Trump and his critics in foreign policy established agree on. Both look back on nostalgia as a lost golden age. And they talk about the Marshall Plan. I'm not going to go into the whole article, but the point of their article was, was that after he reached out in Europe and established the Marshall Plan in Europe, he went to China and the Atlantic argues that he lost that foreign policy battle, for lack of words, in between Marshall's heroic service in World War II and the visionary statesmanship and the dawn of the Cold War, he took on the most difficult mission of his life for 13 months from the end of 1945 until the early 1947. He was a special envoy to China, laboring to broker peace in the civil war between Mao Zedong's communists and Chiang Kai-shek's nationalists and to lay the groundwork for a U.S.-allied Chinese democracy. When he failed, both the fallout and the lesson shaped the rest of his acclaimed career and decades of U.S. foreign policy. Did he fail? Or was it the purpose of the United States, and particularly the CIA or, or the, the newly born CIA, to double-cross the uh, OSS, its predecessor, and to install communism in China? Because a lot of people say that we double-crossed Chiang Kai-shek. Um because there's no reason that the nationalists could have won against the communists in China with our support. And it seems like they indeed were double-crossed, but let's talk a little bit about the Marshall Plan. So if you didn't know, the Marshall Plan was a series of loans and grants to uh, war-torn Europe following World War II that include Germany and uh, a lot of other, a lot of other countries in Europe. Um, the expenditures are listed here, and it shows it in millions. Austria, Belgium, Luxembourg, 468 million, 777 million, Denmark, 385 million, France, 2 billion, West Germany, 1.5 billion, Greece, Iceland, etc., etc., United Kingdom, $3 billion. Loans and grants, a Marshall Plan, consisted of, uh, consisted of aid both in the forms of grants and in the form of loans. Out of the total $1.2 billion were loan aid, whatever that means. And it talks about the debt agreement and all these uh, different things, and it shows here economic aid continuing in Europe, Funding for CIA fronts. The CIA Central Intelligence Agency received 5% of the Marshall Plan funds, about $685 million, which it used to finance secret operations abroad. And as I mentioned previously, also in concert to, uh, with other countries establishing their secret intelligence agencies um, at the Club of Bern or in Bern, Switzerland. So the Office of Policy Coordination, which was included there, Congress of Cultural Freedom, Effects and Legacies, 
Marshall Plan was originally scheduled to end in 1953, uh, but then it ended a little bit earlier because of the Korean War, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that was the Marshall Plan. And uh, what I want to talk a little bit about the Marshall Plan was is that loans had to be paid back. And people don't talk about the Marshall Plan. They don't talk about gold. So at the end of World War II, uh, what happens when Germany conquered other countries? Well, they took all the gold. So when the Allies um, uh, repatriated the gold, basically, they um, when they conquered Europe or conquered Germany, um, they took all the gold and they gave it back to the countries that it was stolen from or looted from. Uh, the United States didn't take the gold. But that gold was then used to pay back a lot of the debt from the Marshall Plan. Also, people criticized the Marshall Plan because they said it economically tied Europe specifically to the United States because they used all those loans to buy American goods. So the money flowed back here regardless. And as I explained in economic imperialism, the fact of loaning countries money, regardless of whether Marshall Plan or, or, or through the IMF or whatever, indebts a nation um, to some degree. And so that's when the U.S. really built up its gold reserves because they received a lot of gold from Europe, um, less from Germany, surprisingly enough. Um, but that's another story. And why are we talking about all this? Because this is from UPI. Zelensky, BlackRock CEO, agreed to coordinate Ukraine rebuilding investment. And from the Washington Examiner, Zelensky announces alliance with BlackRock for reconstruction of Ukraine. From Bloomberg, Zelensky prepares for Ukraine's participation at the World Economic Forum in Davos that happens in February. President also holds more talks with asset manager BlackRock over post-war reconstruction reconstruction funding again you're gonna see this as another grift uh, another loan grift they loan um uh, they've already had the imf has loaned um ukraine a great deal of money but through this reconstruction loans and quote unquote aid a lot of that's going to end up flowing back into the pockets of people like larry fink and the politicians involved in prosecuting this war. So moving on to some other stories here, Elon Musk calls out legacy media and corporate journalism. We have only just begun. Musk said legacy media should worry about their own reputation. And this is from Fox News. Why is corporate journalism rushing to defend the state instead of the people? Musk wrote Tuesday in response to a tweet about Substack post headline in response to the Twitter files, establishment media rushes to defend the FBI, which is true. They don't even cover what's in the uh, the Twitter files. And the fact is, is that people, all the leftists online and on Twitter and in the, in the mainstream media, all they do is not only defend the FBI, but they ignore the Twitter files or they say it's not important uh, the revelations there aren't important and it's just a political ploy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, as they demonize Elon Musk ahead of all these releases. Musk has released several installments of the Twitter files through independent journalists such as Barry Weiss and Matt Taibbi. 
A recent installment detailed the coordination of Twitter and, uh, you know, colluding with government agencies. Musk said the same thread, he was open to the idea of purchasing the Substack platform in response to a tweet from the Wall Street Silver who asked if Twitter should purchase Substack to connect the two platforms. All of the macro conditions are against his favor market share for Tesla's down, blah, blah, blah. And so Musk shot back and said that the legacy media should worry about its own reputation. We have just begun another installment uh, independent writer David Zweig about COVID pandemic internal files at Twitter that I viewed while on assignment for the FP showed that both Trump and the Biden administration directly pressed Twitter executives to moderate platform on the pandemic, but in different contexts. I suppose this is going to signal a release of other interactions between the mainstream media and, and Twitter about censorship. Also in the headlines, uh, the Wall Street Journal reports TikTok is banned on phones of U.S. House members and staff. Action follows new law banning the app and executive branch offices. Why is that? Well, because of security threat. Because as we're finding out with Twitter, we know this from TikTok, and TikTok is owned by China, is that uh, social media companies, for lack of a word, a better word, or better term, mind control you. Um, it's an influence operation. So it's uh, a PSYOP or propaganda effort, which influences the way you think. And so they do this by censoring uh, dissident material, things that go against the narrative that is part of the influence campaign. So they censor that stuff that they consider derogatory to their narrative. And then they also, um, they do other things like surveil you so they know exactly. And the surveil is, surveillance is very sophisticated, which means they know exactly how to influence you by by your, uh, by the way you use the internet, but also um, the way you interact with the internet on your phone. Like I mentioned previously, there's a proximity sensor in the phone, not just the camera that points at you, which they use, but also there's a proximity sensor that reads your facial expression, regardless of whether you have tape over your camera or not. I actually have tape over my proximity sensor too. Why does a phone need a proximity sensor? But it reads your facial expressions and how you react to stimuli. So it better understands how um, you're receiving the influence operation messages. So Vanity Fair takes the mainstream media attack. House of Representative bans TikTok on staff phones, effective immediately. How staff are forbidden from downloading the app. A memo cites security concerns. So they're citing security concerns like Vanity Fair says, this isn't even really an issue. They issued the mandate according to a memo sent this week in the committee of the House administration, effective immediately how staff are not allowed to download the TikTok app because it spies on you. Not only that, but it advances, um, as I mentioned before, psychological operations. So as, as I also mentioned before, TikTok displays different content in China than it does to the United States. So in this influence operation, what exactly are they influencing? They're influencing your behavior. In August, the CAO issued a cyber advisory regarding the social media app. TikTok is a Chinese-owned company, and any use of the platform should be done with that in mind. In all reality, um, as I mentioned previously, and even when TikTok first came on the scene, I said it's a Chinese company, and any 
not only any corporation partly owned by China is required to give all information to the Chinese security state, the Chinese Communist Party, but all citizens of China who travel abroad are required to spy for the state. That's the condition in which they get to leave. And if you do not do what the state asks you to do, there are going to be ramifications. You know, they could target your family, target you in, um, in their sesame score, social credit score, so you won't be able to do anything if you don't do what the government asks you. This is from D uh, David Icke. Um, cult owned NYC mayor declares Big Brother is protecting you. If you want confirmation that race is irrelevant, look at how many black politicians and officials are imposing the technology of slavery on your population. It's not what's in your skin, it's what's in your heart and mind. That's just the take of David Icke on this article by Politico. Big Brother is protecting you. Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, pledges stronger policing, more technology in 2023. How his aspirations play out in the city where fears of increasing crime followed wide-scale protests against police violence in 2020 remain to be seen. That's a leftist take. What he basically said, he's going to use AI and face recognition to help police. So in the, in the Hegelian dialectical uh, problem-reaction-solution, as David Icke often cites, is that um, what they do is they make crime worse, and then when you say, hey, you have to do something about the crime, they go, okay, and they install uh, draconian uh, totalitarian measures, authoritarian measures, like uh, face recognition, which already was operating in the city, among other things, um, among other technology, um, but they just ramp it up even more because they wait for the cry for help. So don't ever cry for help for the government because uh, what you're going to get is authoritarianism. So $5 billion in city resources and the reinstatement of a controversial unit tasked with seizing illegal guns, <laughs> which isn't really see, seizing uh, illegal guns. Basically... <clears throat> That whole unit, the, the, the task force for seizing illegal guns was actually using technology to look inside your clothing for guns. So that's what they're talking about there. Adams has overseen a reduction in shootings and murders, but felonies and misdemeanors climbed in the, nearly every other measurable category. Why is because it's the prosecutors in New York, they refuse to police small crime. So it's the broken windows policy. If you don't police small crime, then it uh, proliferates, and then you also get uh, increases in larger crime. So he's gonna install um, some of these big brothers protecting you, uh, the new mayor has walked a line between uh, po police, ally, and critic. And it just, it doesn't really go into the fact that he's going to be using. As of Tuesday evening, City Hall spokesperson said the unit had seized 386 illegal handguns, a small fraction. So basically, they're going to be employing um, this technology that looks inside your clothing to see if you have hard metals, which are guns usually. But also, we'll see people that are carrying legal guns. And so that's what, and the stop and frisk will probably reoccur um, for those that are seen to have uh, guns, but also facial recognition is going to be used as well. Overhauling the bail halls, laws, he says, um, and, and it doesn't really get into the, 
the use of AI. So moving on to other news from the independent winter storm Elliot, latest Buffalo blizzard death toll climbs to 34 as New York bans driving to clear snow. Kathy Hochul dropped the ball on this one. Buffalo store owner opens fire on looters while frozen body of dad-to-be is found after he went out to buy supplies for a nine-month pregnant wife as city reels from worst storm in history. Um, as you saw, the Kathy Hochul and just the state response to this, not only the city of Buffalo, but the state response was really inag- inadequate for an area that's known for lake effect snow, blizzards, and high amounts of snow. So they shouldn't have really been caught off guard. In other news from the New York Times, U.S. to require negative COVID tests for travelers from China. Um we're going to see how this pans out. This is going to lead to what we witnessed earlier with the onset of the uh, COVID pandemic is that the Chinese are sent abroad to spread this disease, new variants, what have you. And um, they are going to use this as a reason to reinstate the severe lockdowns and the draconian uh, measures uh, to keep people in their homes. And, and then... The West is also going to use it to say, see, if if you are locked down, it, it stops the spread of viruses. And as I reported earlier, Sam Bankman-Fried, surprisingly optimistic at meeting with sexy crypto influencer Tiffany Fong. So we don't know what allegiances Tiffany Fong has. She's obviously, um, hered- she's obviously of Chinese um, origin, uh, or background, um, but I just want to show the picture of her here. Um, is this a honey pot or what? So obviously, the Chinese would have a great deal um, to find out. Would have a great deal of interest in uh, finding out about Sam Bankman-Fried because he was so well connected. Um, obviously, if you turned over information to the Chinese, that would be beneficial. Um, he might be trying to find, uh, you know, the Chinese might be trying to find out if the Democrats are going to reveal any information about them and their involvement in the FTX scam, scandal, etc. Just like Ukraine, um, it's all tied, tied in is finance um, and the new world order or the coming new world order. So Wall Street Journal inflation takes bigger bite from middle income household purchasing power from paychecks fell for middle income households in 2022 while rising for those at the bottom and the top. This is always targeted. That's why they allow this stuff to happen is to target the middle class because the middle class or their up and comers are a threat to the elite class. And so that what they what they the elite the world economic forum, the new world order, what they want is neo-feudalism, which is a, a, a few very rich elite and then everyone else uh, poor serfs. And from the New York Post, a Democrat uh, Repo- uh, representative, Jamie Rat- Raskin, announces he has cancer. And the only reason I'm talking about this is that he helped uh, spur on the ridiculous January 6th committee, which was a war, which is a a declaration of war on Americans, particularly patriotic Americans. And he's got lymphoma, which is the leading cancer connected to uh, the COVID-19 vaccines. 
So I knew a young, healthy person uh, that I worked with that developed lymphoma out of nowhere after receiving his first two doses of the COVID-19 vaccine. And so, and also lymphoma, lymphomic cancer is uh, directly related to immune disorders um, because it's part of the immune system. And finishing off with a gateway pundit here, um, ringleader in FBI plot to kidnap Governor Whitmer, sentenced to almost 20 years in prison. Look at these dopes. Like I said, this is another entrapment by the FBI where they send, they pay informants to organize a criminal act uh, the informants are never charged and aren't uh, considered as entrapping the people because entrapment is done by law enforcement officers. So these assets are used to entrap people. And then they have excuse to increase their funding or to meddle in your affairs or surveillance or what have you. Um, the FBI was involved in the first World Trade Center bombing that was way before 9-11. Uh, they were involved in this. They were involved in the Boston bombing. They're involved in all sorts of murder and malfeasance all over the United States and uh, frankly abroad. They shouldn't be trusted. They were involved in surveillance and censorship uh, in, at Twitter. Um, and they are were involved in the attempted takedown of a U.S. president, uh, Donald Trump. So the FBI should be disbanded or reconstituted or at the very least investigated, not by themselves. And here's a little um, uh, no anecdotal note is the FBI has held uh, many investigations of its own department and never, ever found wrongdoing. So, you know, why don't you chew on that a little bit as well. So, so that's it for me, Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget that uh, what's going on in Ukraine is, in fact, Western economic imperialism. And, and that can't be denied. And it's going to be uh, solidified and codified in this new Marshall Plan in Ukraine. Not, not surprising. So don't forget to check me out on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Get Our Minds. And um, don't forget to comment down below, follow, click that notification bell, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow. This is a conspiracy.